Hey everybody, it's Lon Seib and it's time once again for your weekly wrap up and this week we've got more copyright madness to talk about and that's because big corporations and their allies in the U.S. Congress are trying to apply copyright content filters, the same kind we see on YouTube, to the entire internet. It's a pretty scary prospect. We're going to take a look at it right now. Now, the Electronic Frontier Foundation has been tracking the progress of this legislation as it begins to work its way through the Congress. And their concerns are what we talked about at the outset here, which is that this law would allow the government to rubber stamp a content filter. And then ISPs and website owners would have to use this filter to prevent people from accessing allegedly infringing content. But as the EFF notes here at the bottom of the paragraph, they say these content filters don't work. And we know they don't work because just about anyone with a YouTube channel has seen how people can either negligently claim your content, falsely claim your content, or claim content that really should be considered fair use. And I've got some very recent examples here. So just the other day, Fran Lab, who's got a great electronics channel here on YouTube, occasionally puts up public domain content that she comes across, sometimes from NASA, sometimes from other entities. And she often has to deal with these copyright claims where all the ad revenue gets directed to somebody else. And the people claiming this content didn't create it, but they were able to claim it through the content filter. And under this new law, what Fran is uploading would be basically taken off the internet because ISPs would be required by the government essentially to block it. And that is not a good thing. Here's another example, Pushing Up Roses, who does some really fun uh, analyses and commentary on old television shows, frequently covers a show called Murder, She Wrote, where she goes in and kind of provides her spin on different episodes. Every time she uploads one of these videos, she says, NBC Universal blocks it before she even can publish it. And then she has to ask them permission to publish it. And this is not the spirit of fair use. Criticism should not be required to get permission first before it gets uploaded. Yet, this is the process that the content filter here on YouTube puts Pushing Up Roses through. Now, of course, she could host this right now on her own website. But in the future, if this legislation passes, NBC Universal would pull it off of everything until they grant permission for that content to be posted. And you can see how free speech here can really be impacted by the subjects of criticism being able to give a thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not people can see that speech. And there's also examples of corporations using these content tools negligently. So for example, about a year and a half ago, when I and a bunch of other people covered the launch of the first SpaceX crewed mission uh, to the space station, National Geographic took down everyone's video of it because they claimed public domain NASA footage as their own. In fact, they even took NASA down. I was impacted by this as well. Now, National Geographic admitted fault here that they inadvertently left their content filter on an automatic setting. Nonetheless, they did not offer to compensate anyone for the lost revenue over the 12 hours or so that all of the other competing videos to theirs were pulled offline by their use of content ID. I have a lawsuit prepared, a small claims lawsuit that I'm looking to file at some point in the near future before the statute of limitations runs out. I'm just trying to find an attorney willing to look at it first to make sure I have a case. 
and I haven't been able to find an attorney in Connecticut that has experience in these kinds of matters. So if you are one, please email me at lonatlon.tv and I'll share the case with you. Now it's funny, I stumbled across this legislation because I've been in the process of trying to regain control over my content. We talked about this on Weekly Wrap Up 400, where I set up a new blog at blog.lon.tv and set up a newsletter. But if this legislation goes through, anything I post even there could get blocked because these copyright bots that uh, this legislation would create would require every online service to have filters enabled, and that includes the service provider. So again, Disney here could pull all of my stuff offline no matter where it is, because the ISPs would be required to comply with the content filtering order or else. Now this legislation is still in its early phases here, but it is bipartisan. There's a Republican, Tom Tillis, and a Democrat, Patrick Leahy, both sponsoring this in the Senate. And the bill essentially will require the Library of Congress to manage this automated process. So they will be the ones to accept petitions from owners of copyrighted works through this technology that will automatically scour the web for violations. And it calls for a technical measure, which is essentially another word for a copyright bot that will be out there automatically doing all of this stuff throughout the internet. Now of note here is that they require service providers to accommodate these copyright bots and by service provider, they mean the usual ones like a web hosting company, but also internet service providers. So again, this is not only going to take content off a website, it's going to block people from being able to access the content over an ISP's network as well. So Comcast would be required essentially to block certain websites from my visibility. And that is what's got a lot of people scared here. And there are some pretty significant statutory damages. And most of these right now are placed on the service provider. And the penalties get worse and worse the more repeated violations that get brought up. And these are civil penalties, but they're so severe that if a service provider doesn't implement this, they're putting themselves at significant liability. And so, What's going to happen? Service providers will enable the copyright bot to prevent themselves from getting sued into oblivion because if they are operating the bot, they're protected from liability. What's missing from this bill? There is no appeal process whatsoever. So on YouTube right now, when I get hit with all of these ridiculous copyright claims, I'm able to appeal back to the person that issued it. Many times that will resolve it. If it doesn't, sometimes YouTube steps in and then resolves it themselves. This is placing a lot of this power into the government's hands, and there's no process by which someone has any ability to appeal being taken off the internet, essentially, for something that a copyright holder doesn't like that person saying. Beyond that, there's also no penalty here for filing false claims, because it looks as though this is operating outside the DMCA framework as well. So this is still very early in the process, but this is a return to what we saw about a decade ago with the SOPA and PIPA legislation, which, by the way, Senator Patrick Leahy was also the co-sponsor of. And what this bill would have done was required 
ISPs to take offending websites out of the domain name system. So if you wanted to go to lon.tv and some copyright holder didn't like my content, they would essentially take you off the web by removing you from the DNS. Now back in 2010 and 2011 when this legislation was being discussed, they didn't have the technology to run these copyright bots. That came a few years later. Uh, but this talked about creating things like blacklists, which is exactly what this is kind of creating in this new version of the bill. There was no judicial review for these blacklists, like there is none right now in the current legislation. And it resulted in a huge online protest. The EFF, of course, got involved with it back then, but a number of uh, websites basically changed or took away their content for a period of time. So for example, this was the homepage of Google uh, during the SOPA and PIPA debate. Wikipedia actually shut themselves down and there was also a lot of protests out in the street. This bill got very close to passing and it got very close to passing because tech companies were not lobbying Congress as aggressively as the business community was. And it was not only the music and movie industries, even Tiffany, the jewelry maker, was out there in support of SOPA and PIPA. I have not bought a single piece of Tiffany jewelry for my wife ever since, and I never will again. And there is a list somewhere of all the different companies that were supportive of this bill. And you can bet there's going to be a ton of money behind this because now with the tech companies not as popular as they used to be, a lot of these corporations see an opportunity to further restrict speech on the internet. And this bill is no different than the other one. In fact, it's even worse because these takedowns will be automated. And we've seen just how poorly these automated takedown bots actually work. So if you uh, really care about the internet and speech, keep an eye on this bill. Sign up over on the EFF website to get information about where it's headed because I am very certain we'll see this making its way through Congress very soon and we should all be concerned about it. Now keep an eye on the comments section of this video. The reason is, is that when there's a big corporate effort like this, they end up paying firms to leave trollish comments on content that disagrees with their position. They're already setting up websites that look like organic nonprofit organizations in support of this bill. And I have no doubt there will be an army of trolls supporting this legislation. This legislation will stifle speech. There's no way it won't because it's currently stifling speech on YouTube all the time, along with other platforms that employ automated copyright bots. But one thing we don't have to worry about on this channel is automated support. We've got the real humankind, and I want to thank you all for your continued support of the channel. And the wrap-up, as always, is being brought to you by all of you. And I want to first thank Matt Jeske, who left a super thank, a new feature of YouTube, on one of my videos. Thank you very much for that. We also have some new supporters here on the channel. Bill McCann's contributed via my donor box page, and Northern Llama joined us on Floatplane. I want to thank everyone who supported the channel this week and everyone who supports us on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. And if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution through the donor box page. We also support Floatplane, as you saw there, along with the YouTube membership program and Patreon. We have other channels where you can find me, including my Extras channel, uh, which has some supplementary content and unboxings and whatnot. We have the audio version of this show on my Anchor podcast feed, which is available across most 
major podcatching applications. And then we have my Amazon page where you can see a lot of my reviews ad-free. You can also engage with the channel on my email lists. I have a weekly email blast at lon.tv email. And then we have a daily one now that I do every morning at lon.tv digest. And those incorporate the blog posts from my blog at blog.lon.tv along with all of the new videos that I put up. So if you don't like the YouTube algorithm recommending things to you, I will send you my videos myself because I can until this bill passes. So have a look at that. We also have the Facebook group, a Discord, and a Telegram channel. And we have the store. I've got some stuff for sale on there. And the store is where I sell items that I purchased to review and I'm now getting rid of. So if you're looking to buy something that's only very lightly used for the purposes of a review, you can get it at a price lower than new at lon.tv store. And we have an email list for the store, separate from the other two I just talked about, where I will send out an email every time something gets added for sale. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Thank you all for your continued support. Definitely check out the EFF to follow this bill as things go on, but it's going to be something we'll all be talking about, I think, over the next year or so. That is going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Jim Tannis and Tom Albrecht, Hot Sauce and Video Games and Eric's Variety Channel, Brian Parker and Frank Goldman, Amda Brown and Matt Zagaya. And Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv s.